The VHS files contain spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. It's that time again to watch a movie and make some memories. We've got some fine new wheels, some good tunes, and a total disregard for public safety. I'm Josh, the king of urban surfing, and this is the VHS Files. VHS Files podcast. How's everybody doing tonight? Great. <laughs> great, great. I'm Josh. I'm your I'm your host. I'm Jenny Lou. Jason from Texas. Eric. All right. And tonight we're coming to you guys and we're going to talk about another 80s classic. Um, again, we're going to set the scene. It's 1985. Um, one of the common things that you would have heard going around the news around this time was Michael Jackson bought the rights to all the Beatles music for $47 million. And looking back on that now, holy shit, what a steal. Like, it's crazy. And like, oh my God, I can't even imagine. <laughs> like, I'm just going to buy all the Beatles music. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. That's what. I have $47 million in my back pocket. I, I got this. Yeah. It's like That's my thriller money. I got this. So I can only imagine how pissed off Paul McCartney was. Yeah. At that time, but... So that was the big thing in the news around the time. Um, tonight we're talking about a, a movie that uh, stars Michael J. Fox. And uh, we're talking about Teen Wolf tonight. For Michael J. Fox, life hasn't been easy. Hello? Hi. I'm going through changes. His voice is changing. Give me a keg of beer. There's anything wrong with me. He's got hair on his chest. He stopped being a boy. What do you think about to get worked up? At last, he's become... Scott? Scott Howard? This is your father speaking. Now open this door right this minute. A wolf. An explanation is probably long overdue. Yeah, an explanation? Look at me. Look at you. He's always wanted to be something special, but he never expected this. Teen Wolf. He's got style. So, uh, Teen Wolf came out on uh, August 23rd, 1985. Um, was out there with a, it was made with a budget of 1.2 million. Ended up grossing 8 million at the box office altogether. So it was definitely considered a hit for the time. 80. That's what I said. Did I say eight or eighty? You said eight. Oh well, you said eight. Eighty. Okay, so eighty. <laughs> well, eight would have still been, you know, a success at that that's, point. That's, that's good for eighty-five uh, money. Yeah. But um, um, Michael J. Fox was uh, doing this before Back to the Future. He actually got the job for Back to the Future on the set of Teen Wolf. And uh, funny thing I found out was a lot of it was recorded in the same place, uh, same locations, and whatnot. Just yeah. um, kind of looking into the, the background of the movie production and all of that stuff. But again, just like Back to the Future, he was able to do Teen Wolf because he he was getting, making a big name for himself and be, becoming a, a household name with family ties. And uh, the mother on the show, Meredith Baxter Burney, got pregnant. And whenever they were putting together everything for Teen Wolf, they were like, we, we, we want Michael J. Fox. And what's funny is... Much like another movie that will happen in the VHS Files future, um, 
Eric Stoltz was considered for the part. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like that's funny. Eric Stoltz. He was could, in high demand. Could not catch a break in eighty. Because... Eric Stoltz has a a, a dartboard with Michael J. Fox's face on it. <laughs> so, um, but they went to they went to the producers of um, Family Ties, and they were like, "Look, we want Michael." And they're like, "Okay, you can have him during the time Meredith Baxter Bernie's having her twins, but you can only shoot with him during that time. Once she's back." We're back to we're we're back to production. You can't have him anymore. Wow. And then he also got the job for Back to the Future during the same time. So it was if you were Michael J. Fox in this time, I cannot even imagine how how what this dude was You're busy. Yeah, like he was like I get right. anxious just thinking about it. I can't even imagine. He was like twenty, you know, twenty five at the time, twenty four, and he's got mm-hmm. all this work going on. Like I can only imagine what he was thinking in his head, like but from everything I've heard from the production of Teen Wolf and, and so on and so forth. Everyone seemed to think that he was, you know, very happy and was never kind of like a jerk on set or anything with all the stuff he had going on. He was always very nice and courteous to everybody. So, and that's a, that's a, a child actor that really kept his nose clean. Like, yeah, there's so many that didn't (laughs) from that era and from all always. And, uh, yeah, guys, squeaky clean for the most part yeah yeah he really yeah. didn't remember i don't remember seeing him in the tabloid magazines at the checkout at the grocery store or anything like that it was just all about how clean and wholesome he is he was the perfect midwestern kid type you know he could be in any movie and play that yeah. character he wasn't you know hey he's at so-and-so club with you know getting coked up or anything you never saw that about michael j fox he was like a straight arrow guy yeah. But he did portray that in movies. <laughs> I remember yeah. I remember yeah. Bright Lights Big City. He was like a big cokehead in that movie. That's the only thing yeah. I remember from that one, but mm-hmm. uh, we can get into that. that one later down the road. But um so look, any early childhood memories of Teen Wolf? Anybody in particularly, you know, like particularly remember when they saw it? What it was like, I mean, for Jason and I, I'm sure it was the war- werewolf aspect of it because we were big horror freaks and anything with werewolves was something we were into, but um did any did, did you guys see it when you were little or did you see it when you were later in life, Jenny? For me, I don't have a really distinct memory of the first time I saw Teen Wolf. I think it was more like it was something that I watched with my parents, maybe. It wasn't a movie that I would like tape off TV and watch over and over, but we definitely did see it. I don't, I probably saw it like way later than it came out, but. I think it was a family movie and I just didn't understand some of those parts that are not too family friendly. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think you were a teenager when you saw it or like, no, I, I think I was 10 or younger. Anybody else? Um, I saw it as a kid and you're like, you know, me and Josh grew up watching anything horror because our family, our you know, mom's dad, we they all rented those movies. But I remember them renting it because we were all Michael J. Fox fans from Family Ties. And then here he is. Oh, cool. He's making a movie and he's dressed as a werewolf. All right. This has got to be great. So I remember, of course, I still did not see it in the theater. Uh, we did rent it. Later recorded it off TV like we all did. And I actually have a funny story about recording that my uh, mom mentioned to me earlier. Uh, I I kind of remembered it, but she she mentioned it because she got called to the school for it. So this is pretty funny. Oh, this ought to be good. <laughs> Jason's in trouble. Uh-huh. All right. Well, uh, I had a uh, English teacher that I got along with very well, uh, and we were doing a Titanic documentary. 
and also growing it. This is where Titanic and uh, Team Wolf tie together. But it was a documentary of them just finding the Titanic. Check this out. It's funny. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but And I wanted to borrow this tape because I loved anything about the Titanic back then. Read all the Time magazines, the National Geographics. So she let me borrow it. And I see where this is going. This is a recorded tape, right? <laughs> So I get home for the weekend and I watch it. She said, I need it back Monday. The next class needs to watch it. Okay. So, and in the same weekend, uh, we also had a recorded tape of Teen Wolf. So I recorded, you know, we watched, ended up watching Teen Wolf also because we watched it several times as a kid. Well, I grabbed the tapes. They were in the uh, same identical box, everything, took it back. And I don't know if you guys remember when you're like in intermediate school, you had these homeroom classes. Well, my homeroom class was not her class. So I brought the tape back to her before school started. I'm in my homeroom class. I get a thing, you know, Jason, you are needed in the principal's office. And I'm like, what's, what did I do? And I was a pretty good kid. So I'm freaking out. First time going to the principal's office, get there. And there is this teacher. And I wish I could remember her name. I mean, it's been a long time ago. It, I wasn't in trouble. She was like, Jason, we need to call your mom. I'm like, what's, what did I do? She's like, well, I pushed play on this tape, and uh, we all got to see a werewolf playing basketball <laughs> instead of Titanic. <laughs> but the class was all like, yes, let's watch this instead. <laughs> so, uh, we, of course, mom got called. She brought the tape in, and then I got a little bit of a chewing when I got home. But, yeah, that's actually a very uh, – like I said, I kind of remember getting trolled, but my mom actually explained it to me. She said, yeah, I got called to the school because of that tape. So Teen Wolf did have a big part of your childhood at school. Yeah. So when they uh, when they started the tape in the classroom, was it was it at the party scene? <laughs> no. Like I said, I think it, I was at – it was during one of the basketball scenes because they said we. T I pushed play and it was a basket – it was a werewolf playing basketball. So That's it's funny. like, oh, too bad it wasn't the part where, you know, uh, certain uh, characters eating jello, not out of a bowl. <laughs> right. So uh, I got lucky. A rolling in whipped cream all over the floor. A rolling in whipped cream, yeah. So, But that's my childhood uh, story of Team Wolf. But, yeah, I can't even count on fingers, toes, and whatever else uh, how many times I've actually seen Teen Wolf over the years, along with anything that's affiliated with it. So. I have a less funny, funny well, story I about tapes getting switched but i'm not sure if that's <laughs> maybe a tale for another time i'm sure we've got plenty of, of at least i'm not the only like one that. who did it what about eric eric what you, you got you got any early memories I, you or? know i i love michael j fox too you know uh from television and from of course back to the future but uh i i remembered almost none of this watching it this time i, I it wasn't a big uh movie for me but i i I, my only memories of it were the basketball stuff. All that other stuff was gone, except for maybe the, the, uh, the surfing the car thing. I remember that, but, um, yeah, I was. Uh, it was like watching it for the first time, honestly. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really have any early memories. I remember watching it a lot as as a kid, and um, it's funny. Like it's one of those movies, especially with Michael J. Fox in that time, because. He was in so much stuff, and he was good in pretty much everything he was in. But he had that, you know, it's like you were saying earlier, he had that nostalgia, he had this presence, everybody wanted him in their movies because of that. And it's funny to see where he went with some of those movies, but you get Back to the Future, you get this. But it's, it's funny how this one can kind of get forgotten a little bit. Um, I remember 
not too long ago, I think, I swear it was my buddy Chris asked because he said they were talking about it at work, but he said someone asked him, besides Back to the Future, what's your what's what's your favorite Michael J. Fox movie? And like the first thing that came to my head was Doc Hollywood. Me too. Right. And I I, I know I've seen Doc Hollywood a few times, but I know I've seen Teen Wolf way more. Obviously, I'm a fan. And he's wearing a shirt right now. Yeah, I'm wearing a Teen Wolf shirt at the moment. But it was so funny. Like I wanted I wanted to slap myself in the face because I was like, how did I not think of Teen Wolf? And I thought of this movie where he's a doctor in the middle of the woods somewhere. So but and and then, you know, shortly thereafter that, you know, we I'm not sure I don't remember when we found out that he had Parkinson's and his, right. you know, he kind of stopped being in movies and whatnot. But I mean, I don't know the answer to your question, Josh, but I, I, I have a theory that it's maybe because this movie is kind of vulgar at times uh, uh, and not, yeah. not such a family classic as yeah. Back to the Future or even something as approachable uh, for, you know, yeah, I definitely as, as Doc Hollywood, which is charming and funny. And, you know, uh, this movie's a little rough around the edges. Yeah, it's it's definitely a high school movie, <laughs> um, yeah. and it could have been worse. I, I did hear I, I they didn't have a commentary track on this one, so I didn't get to listen to any commentary on this one. But I did watch some of the making of and behind the scenes, and I found out that there was a lot of things that could have been different about this movie. And one of them was when they were picking directors, they wouldn't give a name, but they did say a high caliber director came in and was like. He's going to be doing this and he's going to be going around and banging all the chicks and it's going to be like Animal House <laughs> with a werewolf and all this and the guys. Well, Animal House does come to mind when you're watching parts of this. And, it, and it's a clever, <laughs> clever Animal House. Uh, but, but anyway, um, so he's here all week, folks. But yeah, he um, but they they wanted him to be, you know, very vulgar and, and having sex with all these girls and. I mean, they even get into that in this in this version of the movie, yep. but it could yep. it could have been a whole lot more vulgar and whatnot. But surprisingly, I almost in a way want it. I think it would have been better. I, I almost feel like it it holds back a little bit. You know, it's like if you're going to go that route, go well. All it, the way. I don't know. It definitely plays up the the fun '80s quirky comedy high school movie more than the raunchy right. one. But yeah. there's definitely some moments in this that 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 we'll get into. So, mm-hmm. but if, unless anybody's got anything, you know, memory wise or, or something like that, we can get into kind of getting into the movie and. Well, I was going to touch on the director thing you were talking about. I read some more about the director, Rod Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said, you know, they were talking about these other directors when they brought him in. They, the people that, you know, the producers and stuff is like, he under, they, they said Rod Daniel actually understood it was more than just a werewolf movie. Yeah. It was, it had a deeper meaning with you know and we'll talk about those things uh, shortly about the whole coming of age uh the father son you know first love yeah. type thing like that well it's certainly a, a metaphor for puberty yeah oh definitely yeah, yeah. that i think that's what werewolves is really i think that's a lot of their metaphor period is the changes in life yeah you know or your inner demons in a sense and i actually saw (laughs) what you're touching on with that jason i saw a little a little interview with the producers and the writers of this and they said you know they were they told them they could pick the director for this and everyone they met with you know there was these stories like the one i just touched on but when rod daniel came in he's like this is the story of a father and son and that's how they both 
intended the story to be when they wrote it. So that's why mm-hmm. he got the job. Um, and and I like that stuff in this. Yeah. yeah. But but what's funny is... Like, it's definitely there. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think Eric touched on the puberty thing, and I feel like that's much more present than the father and son stuff in this. Oh, yeah, I think it is, too. Even though there, it's underlying story, it's more of, you know, even uh, a scene that we talk might talk about shortly of somebody mentioning, hey, yeah, we all go through changes, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah, I mean, they... they they spell it out pretty well in the coach's office. Yeah, um, very much. And and I, I I forgot a lot about this movie, but I like how we first scene, first scene we start getting some wolf hair. Yeah, he's oh, got yeah. hair in places where he didn't have it before, um, and he's fifteen. Uh, so yeah, Is he but we get right into in this movie. Is he supposed? to I think to be? they do say he's fifteen, don't they? No, he's got to have a driver's license. So he's got to be at least sixteen. Yeah, he did. Oh, that's be right. Sixteen. they don't really make clear like what grade he would be in and in true 80s well i guess you get some of this now too but everyone in this movie is in their mid to late 20s (laughs) except for (laughs) yeah i was gonna mention michael j fox so so the the movie opens was 23 or 4 yeah the movie opens on the first basketball game of the season you know the the, the, they suck uh it's what's the score 17 to 50 something it's like terrible they got annihilated but i you get introduced to who's going to end up being the you know quote-unquote big bad one of them at least is mick the basketball mm-hmm. player of the opposite team it's quite obvious it's quite obvious mick is 33 years old <laughs> yeah like yeah. easily he did stay back a year though because he went to jail because he went to jail <laughs> they, right yeah they do the they do address how <laughs> yeah he's in this mid 30s oh god so in, in the producer stuff that i was watching they talk about mick arnold the actor and they said he just came in and had this presence and was perfect for that teenage role <laughs> i was like <laughs> the 80s must have been really different because it's obvious when you look at this guy he's in his mid 30s yeah <laughs> but that was that was very common in 80s movies yeah. you couldn't obviously i mean even even uh you know spider-man kid now is in his 20s when he started right very true. Tom Holland. Oh, Tom Holland. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Tom Holland, yeah. the actor. We're mo- be confused. I'm on Tom a movie Holland, podcast. The <laughs> yeah, I'm on a I'm on a movie podcast, and I don't know Tom Holland's name. <laughs> it's okay. We'll dock your pay later. <laughs> We're in the wrong decade, Eric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, and then we move into the locker room. He's got hair where he didn't have hair before. Uh, yeah. Just rips out that whole chunk like it's nothing. Right. Like like a six <laughs> inch hair. It's huge do that just like oh what's this like that would hurt really yeah bad. it'd be hey, like Jen- just wrapping up yeah. a handful of hair and just ripping it right out oh, hey, God. hey jenny just reach over and pull one out of josh to see how he reacts yeah, they, so. mine are not as long as that either <laughs> yeah that was like a six six inch chair of a whole group of them and not that it was like, <laughs> yeah. okay where's the blood yeah so yeah. It is weird that it was like fully grown out. Yeah. But I guess he he can literally grow out his hair and yeah. he does it like in the second. So yeah. off off camera throughout the film. So that. But I I love the exchange with him and Chubb. It's funny. This is the second movie in a row we're talking about that has a fat kid <laughs> character. Mm-hmm. And we're about to talk about another thing that happens in this movie that's very similar to the Goonies that we talked about last week. Chunk and Chubb. Chunk and Chubb. And then a little fat shaming <laughs> again. Yep. Um, but I love the exchange between him. <laughs> he starts pulling all of the food, 
He's like, I can smell that liverwurst from over there. Oh, underneath these? And he shoves the socks in his face. It's like, <laughs> it's classic. Like, that's some that's some stuff you would do to a friend if he was going through your locker. Just shove some sweaty socks in yeah. his face. Hey, these smell terrible. Here, let me shove them in your face. <laughs> and can't people just leave poor Chubb alone? Let him eat what he wants? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that, like, I mean, really going in him. on him hard for all his yeah. treats that he squirreled away. Man, let him have treats. Let him have treats. I mean, I don't know how he plays so much basketball and and he's very athletic. Lose weight because he's he's oh he turns it on at the end, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he plays basketball through high school. We find out he's a boxer in college. We'll touch on that <laughs> later too. <laughs> but um, he has yeah. a big swimming pool. But then we also meet Styles, who honestly like is the backbone of the movie, if you ask me. The, oh, dude, he's, I love the actor that plays Styles is great, and learning what I learned in, in the in the production stuff from him, again, he's one of those people that was cast because he is the guy. That's exactly how he was. That's what got him the part, and he he is the one proprietor of, of this movie that will always like he he just he loves the fact that he was in this movie. You can tell in any interviews you've seen with him that he loves that he did this movie, and it's and, and it's it's crazy to watch when you watch behind the scenes and stuff now where they're doing interviews with these people because obviously Michael J. Fox, for whatever reasons, whether it's his disability he has now or just the fact that he's ready to leave all of that behind, because I did I did hear that he wasn't too happy with Teen Wolf after the fact, but I won't get into all yeah. that. Um, but it's, it's, it's funny to see these movies that are highly regarded mainly because of the actor that's in them, but nowadays when you want to showcase this movie and talk about it, that actor isn't necessarily interested in wanting to be a part of it anymore. Right. Yeah. And some of the other people that haven't had such gigantic careers are, you know, it's, it's maybe their high point, you know? Right. And it's funny Whereas because he's they, got, you know, and they, back to the future under his belt and right. frighteners. And they've got, you know, they've all got nothing but good things to say about him. Now spin city. <laughs> spin city. <laughs> hey, frighteners. Spin was city was good. Too. No, Frighteners, Frighteners was good. Yeah, I like Frighteners. I've only seen Frighteners once. That'd be a good one to talk about on here, I think. But note um, to self. But we we mm. meet um, we meet Styles, and he's obsessed with getting this keg of beer. Now, I don't know how how much everybody really went through this much trouble trying to get a keg of beer in high school. I did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I live in the backwoods of Texas. You got to do something on Friday and Saturday night. But. Uh, I love when he goes in and talks to the old man, and that old man is just not having That's it. That's great. He just got to see your ID, sport. <laughs> but then, and like him acting like he's like getting it for the boss down at the plant. Yeah. Like he's it's been, the plant. he's been working all day in the mines. You know, now we got to yeah. get some beer. And I love that. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good. It was a good try. You know. Yeah. And I love that the old man, he goes, here, here's a little extra for you, and hands him some money. Old man takes it and then says he's got to see his ID. So he lost his money, the old man. But uh, goes back out to the car with Lewis. <laughs> I don't even like being, he says, never say die. Die. Oh, like, yes. Holy shit. <laughs> of course. I was like, holy never shit. Never say die. Two movies in a row. Like, all right, can we get a third? What's another one they say it in? But I thought that was pretty. I don't know. Die hard. Oh, I don't know. We'll find it. 
Uh, also, I love watching old movies and when they go into a store, especially a grocery store, in this case, a gas station or whatever. Uh, I love looking at the old packaging on everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, looking yeah. At old yeah. products. Like, I, I just, I'm, I'm just watching the background for that whole scene, looking at old liquor bottles and stuff. It just, ma- it brings you back. Yeah. You, know? you can almost smell that place. <laughs> you know? It's almost like like a little musky, not great. And it's circulation almost circulation in there. Do, do you a think? Damp. Do you think Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg kind of like that scene is super bad? They were Maybe. going going they for something like this. that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of another example of a kid trying to days to confuse. Days to confuse. Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. But, but there's no hesitation there. I, oh, we could. We're, we're definitely gonna be talking about days to confuse in the future. But um, oh, uh, you know what? We we passed one thing. <laughs> you, you know, in Fresh Prince, when Carlton joins the basketball team and he takes that last second shot and it misses, <laughs> like it was shot. <laughs> I have, I wanted to look it up, but it was exactly like <laughs> the beginning of this this movie. And I, I remember that. Episode. I wonder if it was like an homage uh, to that because it was spot on. It felt like I was just <laughs> watching Fresh Prince. Anyway, it, carry on. I don't think Fresh Prince was out. Uh-oh. That's what I'm no, saying. No, no, no. Fresh oh, Prince was oh, okay. yeah. Fresh referencing Prince did an homage. Teen Wolf. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't realize until we were watching Teen Wolf 2 that <laughs> Styles is called Styles because his last name is Stalinsky. Yeah. And I was just like, this guy's not that cool. Like, how did he get such a cool yeah. nickname? I was looking at the IMDb and it's S T I L E. And I go, oh, I guess it's just his name. Because I, yeah, I assume he wears all those all those shirts all those cool he's like and he, he he's the guy that sets up all the merchandise too so like yeah clearly he has he he works or has some access to a screen printing company because he's <laughs> yeah. got custom right. tees yeah or not he, only that all the shirts he wears you know you couldn't get away with those yeah. in school i mean oh, one of them yeah. says something something dick knows on it you yeah. know is that a nothing but trouble reference <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't put that together. That's good. <laughs> hey, let's do that one. But we're yeah. we're also getting a little. We're introduced to Booth, so let's let's go ahead and talk about this whole conundrum here, because this is like the backbone of this freaking movie. It's true. How oblivious can you really be at that age? Because this girl is all but throwing herself. She is. She is literally herself throwing herself at him <laughs> at some points. And he's obsessed with the drama girl. Okay. We won't go down. The vapid, empty, uh, unlikable. Uh, Succubus. <laughs> and a girl that doesn't even seem popular. Like, she doesn't, like, we don't ever see people fawning over her. She's always off kind of doing her own thing. Right. Uh, she, she, you know, we don't see anyone else uh, attracted to her. So it, it, they don't. They don't do enough to to make her seem like some ultimate prize. Well, just have 30, I, I don't 33 thirty three year old Mick who's yeah. done seven years right. in prison and, and is now back in high yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make it I, up. I, I I yeah maybe it's because they were friends. They've been friends since they were kids, and he has a hard time seeing her that way. I don't know, but Boof is a, a, a delightful young lady, and you know she gets mistreated for a while in this movie yeah <laughs> he doesn't deserve her as well he I'm absolutely Almost. does not <laughs> deserve <laughs> her like she should have run in the other direction 
so many times. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, she is like friends with his dad and she's like a super cool girl. He can't see it. Young men are stupid. I think that is maybe <laughs> the, yeah, the moral true. of we the entire are. movie is that <laughs> young and some older men are just dumb when it comes to women. Just dumb. Yeah, that's absolutely. I I'm concur. Dumb. I'm dumb. <laughs> I'm dumb. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and, and, and he, he even he asked Booth the question, why won't Pamela, Pamela Wells say five words to me? And it's just like Eric just said, probably because she's a vapid, self-centered bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and why would you be attracted to that? She is not nice to anyone. No. She doesn't seem to even have friends. Usually if you've got like a, a popular girl in a movie, she's got like her little posse that follows her around or something. She's she, got a couple. She, we never see her. Friends. I mean, right? okay. Does she have one she? friend? I don't know if she's even friend? got friends. Like, we never see her with anybody but Mick, I think. Really? We barely even see okay. her at school unless she's on the stage. Yeah. So, like, yeah, she she's lives got in her drama director. Class. Yeah, it's, I don't know. They they don't do enough to, at, at no point do I see why she, like why, uh, why Scott likes her at all. Other than it's just female objectification. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. She's the blonde. Well, I mean, the blonde. And and I don't even I'm not digging. I'm not I know, digging like look, if you but, if you, you know. if you told me, boof or Pamela, I'm like boof all day, boof all day. And it's not yeah. and, boof and it has all to do, day. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with looks. It's just who like she's, she's a better person. Objectively, all the better choice. And I mean, the thing is, Scott and Pamela kind of deserve each other because of he's the, so oblivious. He yeah. treats boof. The way that Pamela treats him. Right. Just yep. discards yep. her for something else whenever... When he's popular. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They were made for each other in a sense. I mean, I do think, though, that that does tie into some of the coming-of-age stuff and maturing and, and, you know, looking for the right things. Uh, you know, and, and his dad gives him some advice about some of this stuff, too, later, if I recall. But, you know, it it's... You, you are like that when you're a kid. You don't think of people's feelings. You don't look at their qualities as much. Uh, you you know, so he, I think he figures it out at the end, but you're right. He doesn't really earn her. Nope. She's always there. He can yep. have her whenever he wants. And uh, and then at the end he wants, so he gets it. And it's like, well. And Scott's dad yeah. sees it. And he's like, yeah. like Scott's yep. dad is trying to get him laid. Yeah. Like he's like pretty good. Dad's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, he he is a great guy, and like he sees what's right in front of Scott, and Scott doesn't. Like, it the the, the relationship between them. I think there's a very good dialogue between the two of them, and I do see where that was a very strong point of the movie. Um, go, going back a little bit, let's talk about the the basketball coach because this dude is hilarious. I love him. I wish I love him. I wish he I had his... more lines in the movie. He is zen as hell. Yeah. He does not care if he wins or loses. He is just vibing. He's eating an egg. Uh, Give me some salt. <laughs> salt. I, what a what a quirky character and a nice a nice change from your standard movie coach that is just like sports, sports, sports. Yeah, like some crazy like meathead. Like he's just he doesn't care if they win or lose. He's fine. You want to forfeit uh, the game? <laughs> Yeah, I figure you could beat the five o'clock traffic. 
He's just not like, only that, that is like he he says it right like as a kid you know uh, he you know he's talking to the principal talking about how bad they are but he said well the reason we're losing is look at their shoes if our guys had <laughs> shoes like that we could win more games and that goes back to us being kids is like oh if i have brand new shoes i can run faster and yep. jump higher gotta get those that's why they're losing. it's it's all about the shoes that's why they're losing they just need right. yeah, he I, just wants a bigger uh basketball budget the next year yeah. honestly and, uh, i more think more money to buy more he's just like they do not pay me enough <laughs> To care about this well he even, well, he even re- says it in the exchange with scott he's like truth is i should be coming to you when i need money yeah. Yeah. Well, he, well he has no money did you see all that kfc sitting on his desk he wasted his whole week's paycheck yeah. on a 12 piece and three sides or something yeah. hey scotty you want a thigh or a leg or something like, yeah, exactly <laughs> man eats enough i mean shoot but, eggs and chicken but I, I i love him but uh uh, moving on into the the keg of beer thing, and Styles talking, Mart or Mar- I said Marty. <laughs> Ooh, we're, oh. crossing, we're crossing over here. Let's see um, how many times we do that. Right, uh, Scott. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that we'll, again with the with the coach and touching on the teachers at this school are also a bunch of nut jobs. They're terrible. Uh, like the 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 drama guy yeah. is oh is insane. Um. There's a, he thinks he's on Broadway. <laughs> what was the other? See, the, the teachers feel like characters from Animal House and that kind of those kind of raunchier, you know. Right when Styles movies. is like party heard, party movies. You know, so and so. I heard he got his dick caught in the vacuum cleaner. It's like, who are these teachers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's the the it the, happens the lady teaching the class when Scott's first found finds out he's a wolf and he's struggling in class. She she, she reminds me of Miss Hodges in Ooh. high school. Which, if anybody that knows Miss Hodges from Bay High, um, it it reminded me of her a little bit, but I won't go down that road. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just every every story, every inkling of something you see about one of the teachers or somebody in this school is just like, man, these people are, are, are not good, not good to be in the education system. Not only that, that janitor is going to get one of those kids killed by those wet floors. It was like that was an extremely wet. Yes. when he slides, you can see like a wave of water. I was worried Michael J. Fox was going to blow an ACL doing that down the thing. There, he had some shaky little slips. And he There's actually, no way that could happen. He actually did that stunt too. It totally looked like him, and 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 yeah, man. I mean, that is a you could get hurt, hit your head. Yeah. That's a dangerous stunt, or man. He's basically he, like Tom Cruise. He takes that fall towards the end of it, and I was that looks yeah. like it. Hurt. Well, he does some good physical comedy, like mm-hmm. in, you know, well, in in this and in uh, Back to the Future, he he can he can fall over. Yeah, that that's yeah. something the producers talked about in the stuff I watched too. Was um, he wanted to do more, but obviously couldn't because the star can't do all those stunts. He's also not very good at basketball, no. which neither am I, but. When whenever he's got the ball, uh, is you know pretty apparent. A little shaky. Uh, yeah, and that was a known thing. Is uh, as much as Michael J. Fox trying to prepare for them, he he sucked at basketball. Everybody knew he did. They had to have a guy stand in for him to shoot. Oh, oh yeah, ball. it's absolutely and obvious basketball. that that's not Michael J. Fox in the wolf outfit playing basketball. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah, definitely. But, because he's a foot taller. <laughs> 
Yeah. But when he wolfs out, he gets taller. Yeah. And he gets what, better yeah. at basketball, so it exactly. works. Better at everything. It all works. Yeah. See, for movies we love, we can find these outs. That's why things don't make sense. They do make sense. We can make it. Well, it, it makes perfect sense. He's <laughs> being the wolf makes him better at everything. And I, I'm losing track of where we are in the movie, but I forgot a lot of things in this movie, and and uh, I did not remember that his dad was a wolf. Uh. Like when when that that got me completely. I was like, my jaw dropped. He's in the bathroom, and I'm like, what? Is it? And it opens it up. Dad's standing there. Yeah. I love that moment. He yeah, is that's the a little cutest. Far ahead. Old he is. Man he's like a teddy wolf. bear. Oh my gosh, with the gray beard. I love the gray. He's like an old dog. He's like an old boy dog. Oh man, <laughs> they, I love him. They, I want to pet him. They said when they did the test screenings for this, that that like the the audience erupted when they opened the door and you see him just because he looks so <laughs> ridiculous. It's such a perfect. It's such a perfect delivery too. Like they don't say anything. It's not some big screaming. You know, they just look at each other. <laughs> I think an explanation is in order. <laughs> it landed on my face. On my face. <laughs> but, um... Oh. They were jumping ahead. Yeah. <laughs> we got to talk about the typical 80s movie high school party. Well, let's talk oh, yeah. about... First. Let's talk about getting the beer. Oh, yeah. When, yeah. When Scott yep. actually gets the beer. I now, again, I, I, I forgot a lot about this movie, I keep saying. This was another thing. I'm thinking when his eyes light up and and he says, you know, Give me a get keg. me a keg of beer or something like that. Uh, I'm, I'm like, is this like a preacher thing? Like, does he have like mind control abilities? I, I was wrong, obviously. I, I couldn't remember, but it made me think of preacher, you know? Yeah. It was like a, it was like a command and his eyes lit up. Mm-hmm. I think like, it was the fact that he had glowing red eyes and his voice dropped four octaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Old man just should have. <laughs> yeah, okay. absolutely. And I love when Styles is trying to convince him to go in to get the beer. He's like, "Look, you know, I'd go and do it myself, but that dude already kicked me out." He's yeah. trying to get him to hold up the convenience store. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just with a real gun. No, with a water gun. It's a water gun. Okay. It's a water, it's gun. A water gun. I'm but missing, some old guy that. in a liquor store is going to pull out a sawed off from under the Yeah, I could totally counter, see that dude buddy. doing that. It would turn into a Quentin Tarantino movie real fast. <laughs> Main character dies within like 15 minutes of the movie. Yep. Terrible plan. But yeah, the... The going in, I love the old man's, you know, exchange with him. No ID, no goddamn beer. I just, I love it. He just goes off on the guy. But again, Michael J. Fox plays it so straight. He and does. What's funny is I watched the old trailer for this, and they show that scene in the trailer, and the voice stuff is not as as low of an octave as it is in the mm. movie, and you see it in the trailer, like whoa, well that that would not scare me. That would make me go get out of my store. <laughs> But, um, so yeah, they get their keg and then we have the famous Serpent USA. I feel like this is what people remember about this movie. Well, that's, I mean, the shirt I'm wearing has, yeah, Teen Wolf definitely on the top wolf of the wolf surfing. mobile surfing. Yep. And kids are so stupid. Like, this is, but this is so something they would do. Dangerous. So reckless i mean yeah i read that the reason they did that is the writers the two uh two guys that helped write the script and everything they did stuff like this in college 
or they knew people who did this in college. That's, that's why they wrote it into the movie is something just wild and crazy and out there and something you maybe hadn't seen in a movie, but they had seen in real life. Yeah. And, like, and again, you know, like one of these party movies, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it fits right in there with that. Um, and uh, again, I loved all the signs of the businesses as they're driving through downtown and that kind of stuff, old signage and things like old brands from, you know, stores that are around now. I can't recall. Yeah. I can't remember what, what went by, but uh, love that stuff. Anytime to if see you, old branding stuff is fun. If you watch closely, they drive by the same Jack in the box like three times. <laughs> That's right. They, they, yeah. The montage shows <laughs> maybe they just went around the block. So yeah. I'll explain it. I'll explain it away. Well, again, so. because of the shooting schedule, they had, they had to shoot late at night for some of that yeah, stuff. Had, yeah. They only had 21 days, I think to shoot yeah. the whole movie. And, uh, that was done at like three 30 in the morning. In, in Los Angeles, the director actually wanted to move the movie to Kentucky because it was supposed to be like Middle America high school stuff, and they wouldn't let him move it there because it would have been too expensive. But they let him go there for a weekend, and just hang in the high school and go to high school parties. Just which hang out in Kentucky? Yeah, and he came go to high school parties. And apparently, he came Ooh. back with some of the ideas of the party we're about to get into. I I feel like that's made up. No high school this parties guy. are like this party. And especially in Kentucky, like maybe in California. But, I mean. Well, people party everywhere, but this guy, this director went down and partied with a bunch of high school kids. Yeah. And came back with some tricks like this. Yeah. It's a little scary. Yeah, they know how to party in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Everybody take lessons. So, uh, my kids had a, a game. Have you seen the game where you hit the buttons and it has a little, it's called like pie in the face? Oh, yeah, I know of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you use a little ready whip Mm -hmm. and you put some ready whip on there and it pies you in the face with some ready ready whip. You play that game with your kid for about 20 minutes and that stuff, even though if you wipe it off, even if you wash your face, it smells like rotten milk. Yeah. In in like, you know. Now imagine rolling around. You you have to scrub your face. And then these two. And I'm, I, I, we've got Nev, my 11-year-old, on the couch. She's like, what? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Cover your eyes. <laughs> oh, no. Well, she's like, Is, are they naked? And I, no, no, they're not naked. Not quite. No. <laughs> not quite. Yeah, he's, the guy's wearing his, fruit of, his tidy whitey fruit of balloons. <laughs> but I find it very funny that Styles is so worried that he's not going to get into the party because he won't have a keg. And then yeah. there's six kegs there already. <laughs> He Nobody says, cares. Put it over there. If you don't, we don't get to it. Take it home. <laughs> and then he is the life of the party. Yeah, he, he's like yeah. the master of ceremony yeah. for the party. It's yeah, like if yeah. he wouldn't have been there, this would not have been a good party. Yeah. And where does like, that why, come why from? Why does he have to pay to get in? Yeah, it it does seem when they got there, the the older kids didn't like Styles. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when they walk in, they're like, "Hi guys," and they, they didn't care. Like everyone's ignoring him. Yeah. And then the next minute, I guess he he won them he's, over. He's the MC. Mick didn't like him though. Mick, no. Mick, Mick didn't like anybody. Yeah, Mick is a hateful individual. He's still remembering his days in jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hates society. But here we can get into some of the stuff that may not sit so well nowadays. I mean, you think about the Jello. So Chubb's mission is to eat an entire bowl of Jello, which he doesn't have a problem with, but from inside this girl's shirt and 
I'm assuming there was no actual consent for <laughs> having a jello eaten out of my shirt by a stranger. Like, well, certainly a peer pressure situation, but she was actively playing the game. She was I, playing I think, the game. And and I, she might know Chubbs, too. Perhaps. But you've mm-hmm. got people. And they're in their late 20s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people tied up, rolling around on the floor in whipped cream, Jello being oh, yeah. eaten out of shirts. And then you get Boof and Scott doing the seven minutes in heaven in mm-hmm. the closet and she totally anything goes she totally lies (laughs) to get him in there um which is the smart thing to do for a girl just just fyi (laughs) i mean just lie you're just gonna randomly kiss some i don't know it it bothers right she didn't want to get stuck with somebody else right all um, the um and she's pursuing him nonstop the entire movie anyway so yeah but then i mean it gets a little heated in there. Well, he's he gets a little of that wolf action. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wolfs out just a little gets bit. Gets a little worked shreds up. Shreds her back. Now, one thing I noticed is Pamela... She, she, when she leaves the, the party... Sorry, Josh. When she leaves the party, she goes to the ER to get <laughs> yeah. <that> stitched up. <laughs> she had to. But I noticed that Pamela has Scott's name. Now, they don't really lead into this, but I'm thinking to myself... Is Scott trying to play this to where he can have time with Pamela? So did they set this up, or was it really just a coincidence? Yeah, I just, that's just uh, yeah. Uh, I had. Styles could have very well, uh, you know, yeah, stack the deck there and and get, set up his buddy. That's yeah. what's well, funny. It's a Styles thing to do. But the thing is, is they know Boof is into him, and and they they obviously say because Lewis says it to him in the van. He says, "Why don't you go with Boof? Well, she's into you." And he's like, you sound like my dad. Everybody yeah. knows that Boof right. is into him. Like, <laughs> everybody. Yeah, I mean, Scott. he knows. Yeah. He knows she is too. Yeah. You know, I mean, and yeah, he's just not into it. But um, Lewis was that his name? Yeah. The younger friend. Yes. What a lame character. <laughs> he's kind of pointless. But okay, like Lewis is scared of you. It's like okay, and then well, I mean, it it just does. I, Lewis is scared. We never address it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the thing, is they never address it. I do think there yeah. is a cool thing for that juxtaposition of, okay, now you, you've got a friend. Your friend has now got this stature in school, and how do you feel about it? Because he used to be on the same level as you. Now he's somewhere else, and you got the added fact of he's a fucking werewolf. Yeah. And, like. Everybody seems Which to no be one seems to mind. Very no. accepting. Oh. Totally. I mean, he oh, wolfs yeah. out in the middle. <laughs> the he wolfs out in the middle of the basketball game, <laughs> and everyone just looks at him. They they take about twenty seconds to compute, and then just and go. Then he makes which a I shot, love actually. So. Yeah, I truly love that moment. I love where it's like everyone in the in the crowd and the the refs are looking. They go, "That's eh, a movie." <laughs> yeah, <Keep> playing. <laughs> the, the only one that actually shows any kind of terror is the principal which then we find out kind of we know why yes and he's like oh but that i mean you're a kid you're like why is the principal so scared you know he was all like harsh and and why was he after him the whole time too and and yeah that 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 all that's pretty tight yeah Yeah. i like i like that that's all set up nicely and it pays off nicely that whole vendetta yeah i will say the the writing in this movie is very good Mm -hmm. i mean they did have a good script to work with um 
that's not to say anything's bad. It's a here. nice it's just... breezy ninety minutes. Too, yeah, yeah, which helps. Yeah. Well, you got to also think about the guy who uh, one of the guys. There was two guys. So it was a Jeff Loeb and uh, another gentleman that helped write these movies. The guy went on to write uh, stuff for Heroes from NBC, and he writes for Marvel Comics and DC Comics. Jeff Loeb wrote on this. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I didn't he, know that. and he's wrote a lot of this. So and, I mean, you had sure. this is like one of his first writing movies that he had done and then look where he went after that so well, I mean, long halloween skills that yeah he did a long halloween Batman. it's like yeah well it was Je jeff Loeb and matthew wiseman was the other yeah, one yeah matthew wiseman and what i found funny that in my research is those two went on to write commando yes oh which we'll probably watch at some point right it's it's uh i think it's coming up early mm -hmm. next year in, in the schedule okay. we've got our we've got our movies laid out a little bit that's a good one it absolutely is i can't wait to talk about it but, okay, um, now 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 we've got to the party, and now we have the aftermath of going home. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we've touched on the dad being a werewolf, but the transformation scene eh, nowadays. A little... Do we know who did the uh, effects I work do. for this? Je Jeff Dawn, yeah, was uh, the guy who came in, and uh, come to find out, he also did uh, did special effects for Terminator, Running Man, and T two. And a lot of other Arnold movies, he was uh, either head effects or head makeup or. Mm. So, I mean, the, the overall, let's talk about the overall look of, of him as well as the transformation. So the transformation obviously is not great. You got some bladder work. There's some moments it, where I'm even questioning what? if it's Michael J. Fox. Like it does not look yeah. like Michael J. Fox. <laughs> now, is well, that be because of the makeup or it actually wasn't him? No, but it was also, him. Yeah, it was. I think it was him. I think Jenny is right. And you got to think it's 1985. I mean, we only the other big two things that we had before that is like an American werewolf in uh, London and Thriller. And you saw that. But we are all like in amazement of these. And I actually don't think that is a bad transformation scene for 1985. And no, I mean, compared had, to compared yeah. to those, it is, yeah. though. Yeah. But they are they are good. still the you know some of the best effects yeah. scenes exactly. it's in all history Stan, so yeah. it's you had stan winston of course yeah well i the, mean but the american ahead, werewolf Josh. american werewolf and thriller might as well be the same thing because it was rick baker did both of those yeah. oh yeah, I rick mean, baker, yeah there's actually sound effects and certain scenes of the transformation that they lifted from american werewolf and put mm -hmm. in thriller so um <sighs> now we can talk that we'll actually talk about this at some point but the howling transformation scene is really good oh, as well that's right um, um that's another good one now when did the howling come out anyone 87 i want to say okay Let's see. yeah i mean we had a lot of werewolves at this time yeah but, werewolves were hot what, what what do you think about the overall look of him like i once he's once he's transformed out, i love it yeah. i like it a lot yeah it's i love the long favorites. hair yes. that's like slicked back it's it's not like crazy sticking everywhere. It's just yeah. slicked back. Mm -hmm. I love how the fur on his arms and legs is like kind of shaggy, but you can see the skin under it. It just looks kind of. How yeah. <laughs> Howling was eighty one actually, so it was. I about to say four years Howling came out early. Okay. Anyway, continue. But hmm. but yeah, the it's uh, a Howling I, ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> but the overall look of I mean, I mean Josh knows me most of everybody that knows. I'm, I love werewolves. That's like my besides michael myers werewolves are my number one thing and to me he this is one of my favorite looks for a 
practical effect werewolf in movies period i mean because he does he looks like a human being that is part wolf not somebody that is totally wolfed out or just a little bit of patchy hair on their face and some fangs you know it, it also you know has that universal yeah very much a universal too, monster you know? And now today everything is just CGI fur and effects. So, I mean, I give it props for what it was back then. And honestly, it, when you watch the movie, it plays into the narrative too, because they talk about this in the production when they were talking about what he would look like. And in all the other movies, the, the whoever it is wolfs out and then they look like a dog or, or, or a giant wolf from that point forward. They wanted to go with a human looking physique because mm -hmm. when when scott and his dad are talking about after the first time he transforms he says the wolf is part of you but it's not who you are mm -hmm. or it's not what you have right. inside so i think that still plays into the narrative of it like he he has this ability he is a wolf a werewolf but it's not who he is yeah right he's not defined by it so like, yeah again, and i love i love the look in the basketball uniform yeah too. yeah uh, yeah it, it does and, good yeah. And these schools, they had Adidas gear, man. They're wearing Adidas basketball. I know, right? and then the coaches bitching about sweet dude. Coaches bitching about shoes. It's like I didn't have Adidas when I was in high school. If I had some Adidas, no, I'd hell, feel pretty hell no. Like I could be Jordan for a little while. <laughs> we we had like Rydell or something. <laughs> Good old Rydell. <laughs> <laughs> um, did anybody else notice the really really bad ADR in this though? Oh yes, actually, I have a note of that. Lots of ADR everywhere. Lots of lips it. not matching up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe that's because the short shooting schedule. Probably they weren't able to reshoot things, and they had to just. Well, I don't know. I but am, yeah, there's a lot of that. I am noticing it a lot more in new movies now because technology's changed. They don't do things the same anymore, and, and it was a it was an easy way for them to correct things in editing. So, but now that HD video has come out and you're seeing pictures more clearly like it was easy back then because the picture wasn't the greatest you couldn't really tell if the lips were moving when somebody was talking now it's blatantly obvious yep. um there's a that's true we are we you can see the strings uh, nowadays yeah we'll talk about that mm -hmm. when we get to beetlejuice there's some pretty obvious stuff in beetlejuice but or um, how bad the backgrounds look in aliens on 4k or whatever it is now blu-ray yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even Terminator. I mean, oh god, some of the yes. back Arnold's penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, that they finally got in view. I was happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something you need to tell Jenny at this moment? <laughs> Explain. But, uh, Jenny knows. All right, moving on. Yes. <laughs> Can we talk about how bad this play is? That there. <laughs> I don't even know what it's supposed to be. Well, again, I don't either. We, you, we, is it we're, gone we're talking with the wind? About, we're talking about how yeah, is it it is gone with the wind, right? It is. Uh, it can't be. We don't you know what I was saying we don't see her with other people. We where's the other people in the play? It's just like her. why don't we have other kids it's a on stage? Show. Or we never see her acting or interacting with anyone. She's doing the whole it's, all it's, of it. It's it's so bizarre. She's always alone. It's the Pamela monologues. Yeah. She just I'm I'm gonna do Gone with the Wind <laughs> by myself. And again, why can't she be good at acting? What, like, why does she have to be bad at everything? Really bad. Unlikable. There is no reason to like this girl, no redeeming other value. than her appearance. And 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 again, I don't feel like you know, what's the girl in in uh, Breakfast Club uh, with Molly the frizzy Ringwald? hair? Uh, Ali Sheedy. No, 
Yes. Now, they kind of like, she wore kind of grubby clothes, her hair was unkept, right? Why didn't we do something like that with Boof? Like, both of these girls are nice looking young ladies, right? Like, why don't we get a, show a girl who's a knockout, done up with makeup, hair, nice clothes, popular at school, good at acting, that's the girl that he should be begging to be with but no, they and then have Boof be a little you know a little tomboyish maybe or you know not not so done up not so over the top well, that would be a better dynamic wouldn't it honestly, than getting just this empty terrible human but I think the thing is that his desire for her is irrational it's just 100% pure Lust. It has nothing to Lust. do with who she is as a person. That's true. If she's he's a, a good actress, teenager. yeah, it's all about hormones. He's a horny dog boy. Yeah. Again, <laughs> he's back, back to puberty and growing yep. up. <laughs> well, it also says something about the time because I honestly think that's why I think that's what they were trying to do with Boof. I don't think they were trying to doll yeah, her up. Yeah, I think that she was supposed to be plain. Yeah. But really, she just looks she like doesn't an average come across as plain no, at all. Person she, in the eighties. Right. Yeah. And even the tomboy thing, like she's playing basketball with his dad in the backyard. I think that was their yeah. their aim at maybe trying to get get some maybe. of that feel in there. But didn't work. <laughs> another didn't work. Another casting thing I found out just off topic, I guess. But style. Do you know who was originally uh, went in for Styles and didn't get the part? I, I, Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. What he did for every movie. part. He even tried out for Pamela, and he didn't get it. Right. So. God dang it. You're Give not- me something. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. You're not bitchy enough. <laughs> but no, David Spade auditioned for the oh. part of Spy- uh, Styles. I, wow. That would have worked. I found- that would have worked just fine. I love David Spade. But they, you know, at that point, he wasn't David Spade yet, but the, yeah. the producer right. was saying, yeah, he came in and read for it, and we thought That's we were funny. gonna go with him there for a little while, but then the guy who plays Styles actually came in, and they said, "Oh, nope, this is this is our guy." But I, I don't know. I don't know if I can imagine David Spade in the Life of the Party part. Like no, that. I don't know if I could do that. I like David Spade, but I don't think he could do Styles. It wouldn't have come across the same way. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you get the. Um, we found out about her play, and then we, we get our, our our teenage hormone scene. Now. Again, like she's so vapid, like even when she's in her underwear, I don't find her attractive whatsoever because she's so just, ugh. but <laughs> I did realize this time around that when the, when the principal's leaving and he howls, it's like, oh, he just busted his nut. <laughs> that's... Yep. Yes. That's one way to put it. Some Josh. intercourse happening. Yes. He, he reached. He reached climax. Uh, it's not a high. It's not a full moon, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but no, that's this something... is why this show is for not young kids. Uh, there's a disclaimer at the beginning. If anyone we have disclaimers to their own suffice. But then you know, sorry, kitties. They proceed to go on a date. Uh and the bowling yeah bowling yes and she's just trying to make mick jealous and he's an excellent bowler uh scott is with (laughs) i guess that's another product of him being good at everything is the wolf he's good at everything um but then good at bowling she promptly tells scott that they are not 
a thing. A thing. And Mick is her she, boyfriend. Yep, is still in a relationship with Mick, <laughs> and she's going to the dance with him. So, so again, she's yes. completely awful. Yeah, and yes. uh, yeah, she's definitely yeah, that, a narcissist for sure. Oh yeah, but apparently she was the sweetest person in the world as as a person. Of course she is. <laughs> um. Uh, kind of backtracking a little bit. How much do you think they had to pay to get to use Serpent in the USA in this? Like, this is a small mm. budget movie. Mm. I would imagine the the rights for that and to use it in that scene. Like, well, they they do Saturday Night Fever also, but it's. Have you, did you notice yeah. that it's very slowed down? Like it's definitely yeah, it's, think, yeah. it's definitely not the BG's version. Yeah, it's but, like it's yeah a little BPM slower. <laughs> but they use Serpent USA twice in this, and I can only imagine that that took up a chunk of their budget yep and again like that's not stuff you think about when you're a kid you're just like oh but it was great having those songs in the movie though yeah you know um this one does have some good 80s cheese music oh for sure the cool thing about the music i checked into that this uh the score stuff was done by miles goodman and this is where i know uh josh and jenny were like he ended up doing little shop of horrors and la bomba so I was like, this guy, he just wasn't, you know, a flash in the pan. He went on to do other things. So that's just a few that I looked at. I think he did Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and stuff like that, too. So he's done a few movies that are prominent in the day. As we go on into this podcast, we'll find out how much I have a love for, for certain musicals. I, I'm definitely not your typical guy who hates musicals, but Little Shop of Horrors is definitely one I've got some things to talk about. I absolutely love that movie. Um anyway <laughs> not only that josh can do the whole thriller dance so just let everybody know I'm that a bit rusty i don't think i could pull it off anymore <laughs> but i definitely had many a nights in the living room trying to do the michael jackson interesting dancing. you need interesting. to uh, he, he needs well to we get our own version of that here yeah yeah um the dance this is awkward like this is that the walk with him and booth and how he asked her to the dance and even in that exchange, you just want to slap him in the fucking face. Yeah. She's like, will you be my date to the dance? He's like, oh, no, I got to be the wolf. What the fuck is wrong with you, bruh? He's <laughs> He's got the pressure of the entire town. He's consumed with power. Yeah. Yeah. And no one liked Scott mm-hmm. for good reason. Because he's a selfish little boy, and <laughs> and now he's and now, a selfish wolf. <laughs> and now they they like him because he can wolf out because he's a freak. You know, it's it's a it's a freak show. Yeah, and they don't like him. Here's what I have an issue with with the dance, and it's the dance is really weird to me because Pamela is still lusting for Scott, but she's there with Mick, so it's uber confusing because again, Pamela is a terrible person. Right. What are the stakes here? What what outcomes are possible at this point? Right. So I, I have no kind idea where, where that's going, because it's just awkward. Then they then they have their version of Thriller in, in mm-hmm. the in the dance, <laughs> the Wolf Dance. He dances with Boof instead of Pamela. Right. And he mm-hmm. he dances with Boof. He doesn't. He goes back to being Scott, and then here's where I get super confused. He wolfs out at Mick because Mick hits him. Mm-hmm. And then Pamela is pissed off at him. And you're an animal. And I'm like, wait a minute. How, where was this shift? Like, did we miss something? Did something? That's right. Happen? She liked the fact that he was an. I mean, she. 
she had intercourse with a wolf man. Right. <laughs> no, okay. Like she, she wanted, I mean, it, it was a hairy, it was a sweaty, hairy situation she was dealing with. <laughs> lots of hair. Lots right. of hair. Lots, lots of, of fur. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was into it. So, you know, yeah. And then she just kind of turns on him. Uh, and even it's... Mick was like, oh, you want to have his puppies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... Yeah, that was a good line, actually. I mean, he wasn't. She did want to have his puppies. Can you? Hey, what do you think their their babies would look like? Would they be a baby? I guess it would just be a baby werewolf. It skips a generation, right? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes it shifts. A generation. Sometimes it skips a generation. Right. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But well, another thing Mick says at the at the bowling alley. Okay, I, I I found this out when I watched it this time. We never know what happened to Scott's mom, right? His dad never talks about it. He says they had to learn to live with it, and that's all you really hear true. from that yeah. perspective. Do you, like. Do you think in this universe what Mick says in the bowling alley about Scott's mom could possibly be true? What did he say? Because he, he's Remind he's talking to Scott and he's like, stay away from my girl. He goes, I dealt with your kind before. We used to shoot them when they were stealing chickens out of the backyard. Mm. Like or, his he, mom is actually a wolf? No, like yeah, like his mom would have been a werewolf. And he said, he says something about Scott's mom and he would shoot, like shot her in the backyard for killing chickens uh, i can't remember what it is but it just struck me as funny that he says that and that's we don't know anything about scott's mom or what happened to her yeah i don't that's think that's true. what he I, meant though i don't think that's yeah i think meant. it just it just tells it informs us that he doesn't like wolves yeah he's like hey wolves get in the chicken pen we shoot them that's basically yeah. what he yeah. says yeah. Like, i don't i don't like my yard. wolves they're not majestic or 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 fascinating animals or you know creatures i don't want a wolf uh t-shirt he doesn't you know, like i don't wolves. like wolves he doesn't like teen wolves he doesn't like, he doesn't chuck, like teens he doesn't like chuck norris because he's lone wolf mcquade so yeah <laughs> But he doesn't anyway, like the Timber Wolves. He doesn't like the. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but as far as the dance ball. goes, I mean, the dance is just very confusing to me. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know why it turns out the way it turns out, but it feels a little like obligatory. Like, oh well, we have to have the dance. Yeah. And now it's time to end the movie. Right. Like, let's wrap things up. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It. It's really all the. Uh, it's all about the basketball game, right? The, that, that's what we're waiting to get yeah, to. Yeah. The, the dance is pointless for the most part. Jason, were you going to say well, something? Well, it's, you know, the whole thing at the uh, the dance where you know Mick pushes him to that point and he wolfs out. You go back to a couple scenes earlier when his dad was talking about his interaction with the principal as a young man with him, uh, him and Scott's mom when they were dating and how the principal was trying to cut in on him dating his mom and the meeting they had run in together but he told him he says that you know when he had that comfort the confrontation with him the first time the wolf came out and you can see like he said he didn't know what scared him more uh or who was scared more the the guy that plays the principal or him Mm -hmm. and i think that's kind of what led this here when that happened you know he just totally wolfs out rage you know Mm -hmm. you know i'm ripping you apart and then you can kind of see it on his face when he leaves he was like you know he goes home that night and he really thinks about what his dad had said like the evening yeah. before or something like that and then that's when you start seeing this whole shift in the movie it's, it's like, all been hey, fun and games up to this point but now it's until yeah, yeah now somebody could have got hurt yeah so. he almost gutted mick yeah. in the middle of the i mean 
That's true. I mean, he could have got with Booth to say, how do you take care of wolf wounds? You know, there's a certain salve you put on cuts and stuff like that. Because remember, her back was shredded. She knows. So yeah, she, but at this point, she's not even fully healed from that. Yeah, she's still dealing with stitches and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on, Josh, go ahead. But I mean, that was my note on that. Is the, the Mick attack on, on Scott makes no sense. But And then we get to the scene where his dad confronts Thorn. Or is his name Thorn again? Is that his name? Yeah, Principal, Principal yeah. Thorn. Um. He confronts yeah. him again, and we have the same scenario. But my question: is, What the hell was what the hell was his dad doing at the dance? I, in a suit. He just showed uh, up just to watch out might, for him, you know. Uh, yeah, maybe he was a a, a chaperone. Yeah, he might have been a chaperone at the dance because that's why parents used to do chaperones. And local business. He, yeah, he loaned the yeah he owned the local hardware store, so he might have been sponsoring some stuff they had for the dance, like decorations. And, okay. Boom. Okay. Cool. Boom. Got, Got it. it. I just needed boom. some justification. And I just needed he, some justification. maybe he just. Maybe he was just creeping because he knew the the you know, he sensed it. He sniffed it out. He knew the the. <laughs> he sniffed it out. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he knew the 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 principal might be trouble. You know what I mean? So he took care. Of, but yeah, it's a great it's a great moment where he makes him piss himself. But yeah, there's no doubt who's scared in that moment. Like I it's love it not the looks... dad anymore. It is totally the principal. Yeah, yeah the he looks down and he's like, I wish they would have showed like. The piss running down on the floor. I don't know. Oh. You got the implication there. I yeah. think it's Jason needs to see the piss. Well, they. Pants. <laughs> I want to know. They I want to see know. those piss pants. They talked about this in the behind the scenes stuff because the dad was so much shorter than the principal. They didn't mm. know how they were going to shoot the scene, and then they discussed it. Him, both the actors discussed it, and they said that's what they came up with was just they would both look down, and that would be how they would get that across. It's pretty smart. Yeah, he's standing on an apple box yeah mm -hmm. great but like tom cruise yeah <laughs> and it, i want to go back to before the dance a little bit because at this point you've got scott being the wolf everybody wants him to be the wolf he's winning some basketball games for everybody but he, he everybody starts to resent him because it's all about him i mean he, yeah the oh, basketball yeah. team is just, bored yeah eating eat apples on the on the court <laughs> <laughs> hey, but at least, Ch like, at least uh, Chubb has moved on to eating apples and not liverwurst. So hey, let's give it up yeah. for Chubb. There's a little hey, plus good. there, yeah. but I just love how you know <laughs> they just do what they're coached. You know, coach. <laughs> right. They're just following the lead there. But the re you know, and that plays into the the final basketball scene, and we come in, and, you know, we're gonna get our asses handed to us, right? And it's like, okay, because Scott is a is a werewolf is is why your team sucks, like. I love how they put everything on Scott, and it's their fault. It's Scott's fault that they're doing so bad because he won't be a werewolf. It's just like, did right. you guys not learn how to play basketball at all during the season? When, when like, obviously they did because you have people giving him assists and stuff and yeah. until he completely takes over and is doing it all by himself. There are some moments where the other members of the team are participating. Yeah. So... I think also they they only their only loss when they didn't have the wolf went to arguably the other best team right in their division right. so like they lost to the best team right so maybe they, they're not that bad and we see that they're not that bad mm -hmm. um, well Scott just plays it up plays it down so much because when he's going when he's done with the first game he's going to the hardware store they're asking him what was the score <laughs> that's funny you know he, he just he responds maybe like, they were this is the worst bad thing. the year before yeah yeah but you know, I, I just it struck me as funny is the team's mad because he won't wolf out, so they won't suck. You know, right? But they didn't like him hogging the ball either. True. 
So, but then we, you know, we get to the and last. Chubb turns it on. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Chubb, I mean, he, he he can play half that montage is Chubb. Yep, thinking them. And back to the people. and I love when he he set up the pick too. Yeah, the Chubb pick was amazing. The dropping fools. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, and I want to go back to the people resenting him too, because Styles is in that group of people too. Like, oh yeah, definitely. And then you, we cut to the day before or the day of the basketball game, and he's like, "No, you got to wolf out because I'm losing money here." Like yeah. he's still reaping the benefits of. Of Scott being a wolf, but he's pissed he's got off. a lot of merchandise yeah. that he needs to get rid of. I mean, he's got money tied into this yeah wolfmobile, yeah the wolf. Yeah. I love what he says when he gets the wolfmobile too. He's like, "Have we got some good tunes, some new wheels, and a total disregard for human safety?" <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's great, but you know he comes he comes to the basketball game and he's. He, he's the big man. He doesn't wolf out. He says, we're going to do this. It, it's, it's a very touching moment in the movie, to, to be honest. Like, You can't help but feel happy when they do win the game at the end. Spoilers. And and it's fun that they just they let you have that happy ending. It's not some kind of... I, I feel like if this movie it was made now, now it, we've kind of gotten past that point where more cynical audience yeah uh you know you would want him to maybe come close to winning or you know and feel like i did a good job even though i didn't win or you know but but yeah we get we get everything we want we he gets to win as himself and make the final shot and he is so wet Yes. Why is he so wet? He he looks like he just climbed out of the pool to take the. <laughs> he's soaking. How can he even hold wet. on to the basketball? Yeah. Like, Mick is ripping. Mick's just as wet. These guys are wet, dude. And if you watch when water he, when he walks up to the coach when he comes into the gym and he walks up to the coach he's dry as a bone and then when he goes into the huddle he's soaking wet. We need is more that, water over here. Cut. It's it's those it's the water it's guy. The, it's yeah. those teenage hormones again, man. You're sweating one minute, you're not. You're sweating. You're turning into a wolf. You're growing hair. Yeah, he's just a little hormonal. You're chasing yeah. chickens, and now you're playing basketball. So, so uh, at this point in the production, they were talking about Michael J. Fox had been cast, and well, he was in Family Ties, and he had been cast in Back to the Future. So the extras on set were recognizing him more now. So when they would when they would say action on set they didn't know he was going to be in a scene or something, or they didn't know he was in the movie, whatever. And they said they got into a big issue where the actors or the, the extras would freak out when they saw that it was Michael J. Fox. Cause he was getting so famous. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, they would have to cut and then go back and do the scene again and explain to them. Now, when the actor, when, when the director says action, you can't do that. You can't <laughs> stare at <laughs> everyone's staring at Michael J. Fox. But they, but that played into their favor when they filmed the final scene or the final basketball yeah. game because it was not hard to get people to act happy because because Michael J. Fox was yeah. right there on set in front of them. Yeah, shooting hoops. Yeah, and missing every one of them, throwing bricks all night long. <laughs> <laughs> get a shot of him throwing the ball and then a shot of it going in. And Jenny, yeah. Jenny, Jenny saw a side of my sports stuff come out when we were watching this scene the other night because there's there's a shot he makes. And they're running through the court, and he like jumps up, and somebody grabs hold of him and carries him across the, across the the court, <laughs> and the other team scores as they're celebrating. I'm like, you know, if he wasn't if he wasn't doing that celebrating shit, they wouldn't have had to make up for two points. He wouldn't have to be worried about making both of these shots at the end. That's funny. Yeah, that's a that's an error. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> dumbass extras, so. other team extra guys. But it's a movie. Yeah. 
It's fictitious it's, bullshit. It's a movie. Yeah. And he jumps in everyone's arms like a little baby, too. Well, yeah, look at him. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I know he's he's a little guy, but like he doesn't just like jump. He like he's like, hold me. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a mom, so you know. They do. Yeah. He's got mommy issues. Mm-hmm. Mrs. So, mommy. I asked Chuck, Jen- be my mommy. <laughs> I asked Jenny while we were watching this. I, I don't know when we discovered that Michael J. Fox had Parkinson's, but and watching his movies now and seeing some of the some of the way he acts in movies, like he's always kind of been that, like, you know, but like, he had those t- a little jittery. Yeah, he has yeah. a very like pronounced way of doing things. Like nobody else can act like Michael J. Fox. Like if anybody because, else did what he did, it would be overacting. Yes, you know, like it's just yeah, he moves around a lot. Things that he does. And- but to see him in interviews now and know what he's going through, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be insensitive to his disease, but you know, it's, I mean, it just, I don't know if I'm just projecting on watching I think these Parkinson's movies now. Parkinson's develops later in life, really, because it was like, you know, maybe we were seeing signs this whole time that he had something going on. But I think it was just the affect of the way that he was acting, and he yeah. still does that with the Parkinson's too. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. you know. He still kind of turns and twists his head when he talks, yes. <laughs> that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but he's very animated, and that's part of why he's so fun in these movies. He's just kind of a visually animated guy yep. when he acts. And, um, you know, I think also why you don't get a ton of great, serious material from Michael J. Fox. He's good in comedy, and, you know, that's where he's comfortable. He's just kind of a fun presence and... Uh, you know, he's not Daniel Day Lewis. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> so they win the game, and I gotta say the the outro music when the game ends is so perfect. <laughs> like it's one of those songs that was written for the end of an '80s teen movie. <laughs> like, and it kind of I'm not I'm not really knocking on it because when when he makes that shot and the intro to that music comes in, it's it's kind of. It kind of hits you a little bit. It's emotional. Oh, it's good. It's yeah. good. It feels, it feels sure. great. Yeah. It feels great. So, and I, I mean, and <laughs> so there's a celebration and, and literally my last note that I wrote for the movie. Is, oh, I know where you're going with this one. Pamela <laughs> is a bitch. Um, <laughs> I have that. I think that was the original. I have that three times. Film. I have it three times in my opinion. I had it about four and I won't even say what I originally wrote. For all my notes about Pamela, because that might be a little harsh, but um, so Jenny might make you sleep on the couch. There was it was there was some anger behind yeah his words, <laughs> but Did, when he passes her up for Boof at the end, is so her look on her face is so great, and then Mick's like, "Well, come on now, let's go," and she says, "Drop dead, drop dead," like she's not even <laughs> upset about anything because yeah. all she cares about. Is her? She's so vain. It's terrible. Yeah. And he he does like the Dave Chappelle, yeah, in the, in yeah. the nightclub thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> where he just like face palms that girl. That's that's what he. That's exactly what he does. He just hits her shoulder instead of her face. But it's like, but that that's the perfect way to end on her too. Because when that happens, I'm like Pamela, you Debbie Harry wannabe looking bitch. Like you got what you deserved. It's harsh. She'll be alone forever. Josh has some no, anger she'll end up marrying Mick. 
he'll be an alcoholic. Yeah. He'll uh, probably, you know, things won't be happy for them. Uh, you know, maybe if he's lucky, uh, Scott will let him work at the hardware store. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, did, you know, did anybody notice? Take out the, the trash. Did anybody you know? notice the guy in the bleachers? Oh, yeah, that's a big thing. <laughs> that is a big thing all over the Internet nowadays. I didn't remember I did it as not. a kid because you're not paying attention. It's the end of the movie. You're walking away. You're doing whatever. But then you're like, what is this thing? And you have to go back, and you're sitting there pausing. You're like, oh, my God. There was no going back for me this time. I saw it blatantly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what are we I mean, talking about? This I guy's saw... got his fly down okay, in so... the stands. Somebody had come up with this a while back, and it was, there's a guy, if you look real close in the background at the end of Teen Wolf, there's a guy with his dick out. <laughs> That's how I heard about this. That's how I heard it, too. Yes. So, I remember at the time not just hearing it and brushing it off, and then the next time I watched Teen Wolf, I, I forgot about it. But this time, it's blatantly obvious. There's Now, he does not have his dick out. Let's just make that clear. But... When you look at, if you're looking at Scott and his dad, was it Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> That's why I didn't notice it. But um, if if you look by right behind Scott and his dad as they're hugging it out, dude's standing up in the bleachers and his fly is wide open. Like if he if he was going commando, <laughs> you would have seen all his junk. And and he actually, you see him button his pants and tuck his shirt down to hide it. And, and then he not zips edit his that fly. Out of the movie. Yeah, he zips up his fly. It's like, you couldn't have done a reshoot for that. <laughs> Maybe he was excited they won the game. That's how he yeah. celebrated. Well, he I, couldn't hold it. I told Jenny, I was like, you know, as a big dude and just having been on a car, a car, a car trip, I can kind of relate. Because if you're sitting there for a long time. You want to unbutton your pants. You want to unbutton your pants for a second. <laughs> yeah, he was just relaxing. Just relaxing. Nothing, yeah. Maybe he went to Red Lobster or something before the game. He was full. Yeah, Maybe yeah. it was all you could eat shrimp. And he's sitting there, man, I gotta I gotta take a button out, you know. It could have been something <laughs> as easy as that. And or like you said, he was excited they won the game. That's how he celebrates, you know. Yeah. Do it that's, right how, now. that's how tight they were on the shooting schedule. There was a guy with his dick out in a scene and they're like, Oh, right, we can't reshoot it. Michael's <laughs> nope. gotta go shoot family time. Gotta go. But that's funny. I did hear that Michael J. Fox has made comments about Teen Wolf, even though they say that he was so nice and, and whatnot on set and everything. I've heard that he made a comment about, I'm over here shooting a werewolf movie when Steven Spielberg's making real movies down the street because they were shooting in the same areas. Um, I mean, if you that compare town did the feel two. familiar. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the uh, neighborhood where Scott lives is the same town they used from the 1950 locations from Back to the Future. Same oh, yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. Ah, I think cool. they may kind of remind like, me of Halloween a little bit as well. I was going to say the um, same thing. Sidewalks and stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know if it is the same streets, but it definitely looks like the streets from Halloween where the girls Well, they did shoot around. that movie out in California, too. Yeah. Made it look like Haddonfield, Illinois, but it was shot in California. Yeah, there's could supposed be, to be Nebraska been. in this one, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I saw a Nebraska Huskers thing hanging in the kitchen. Yeah. That's the scene right. with Scott and his dad. That's really appropriate for today because today's my papa's birthday hmm. and he's, he's a big Huskers fan. He was a huge Nebraska Corn Huskers fan and he's no longer with us, but oh, I like that we brought that up today because uh -huh. that makes me smile. Hey, and they were elite for Jenny too. Hey, papa. They were so good. So, but I mean, that's, that's about the gist of Teen Wolf. I don't really have much more. I, we've covered pretty much all the notes that I had. I like when he bites the beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The beer bite is yeah. nice. Is that a beer? 
I'm a, I just or is that like a, a, a soda? I don't know. You know it the, could I think be a soda, beer. but I'm thinking they're like a pizza place. They're just could throwing beer, beers at him because he's so awesome and he's winning the games. Yeah. And by the way, that doesn't work. I've tried it because <laughs> I saw it in the movie. <laughs> well, you, know, you don't have teeth. Up. Yeah, you, you don't, don't have, have still like, incisors there. You know, every. We need every episode. Jason has to say, you know, that doesn't work. I tried it because he <laughs> he said that he said that with the guy hey, in the Goonies. Now he's saying it with the beer can. Hey, uh, like I said, I grew up here in like the backwoods Texas, where our graduating class had like forty or fifty people in it. And then you know, I move over to Florida for a little bit, and there's graduating classes of three or four hundred kids. So we get bored over here. So we're in high school. Yeah. Of course, we're going and doing our drinking like they do in these movies, playing some stupid games, but not rolling around and cool whip or whipped cream but you know you do those things it's like hey I wonder if I hey like in Teen Wolf when I was a kid can you shake a beer up and actually bite it no it, yeah. it, don't, it doesn't work and you can't uh, carry a beer keg into a party like Styles was bear hugging it as little as he is oh yeah they ain't no way <laughs> that thing was empty yeah. that thing yeah. was yeah, empty yeah that was dude. an empty he beer keg <laughs> that ain't happening it was I'm light gonna, beer I'm gonna say I'm gonna point that out <laughs> Yeah, it was light beer. Ah! <laughs> Eric's here all week, uh, folks. I just also the the when the wolf is doing the the car surfing, that backflip was legit. Yeah, he's yeah. a gymnast. The, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a legit nice little. Uh, <laughs> and Michael, well done. Michael J. Fox wanted to do some of that stuff, but they wouldn't let him. I do like that oh, you can man. see now. It, like, Too now valuable. You, you can see mm-hmm. the hand. You can see actually see the handles that they mounted to the roof for him yes. to do the handstand. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that before, but I, I saw <laughs> yeah. it this time. And when Styles is up there, I think they had him wired to yeah. the roof. Yeah, yeah, I saw that in the so, production. They had a, so he couldn't fall a wire off. around his waist, down through his pants, into the into the frame of the car, yeah. so he would be centered on on the. On so the he's van. perfectly safe. Yeah. Exactly. Wired to the roof of a van. But now that we went through that, uh, I know we have more Teen Wolf stuff to cover well, maybe I, briefly because there's been other Teen Wolf things happen after Michael J. Fox's stint as Scott Howard. Well, I, I want to kind of close out on, on Teen Wolf, the original. I mean, is Teen Wolf w- worth a rental? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Jason, what do you think? I don't know. Uh, I was pointed out that I gave it the wrong rating last time, so I'll give it yes. I would definitely rent this movie, Mikey P. <laughs> Eric, what do you think? Uh, yeah, it's fun. Maybe don't watch it with little kids because it's got some raunchiness in there that you wouldn't yeah. maybe expect. But uh, but yeah, for for any any older person, if you grew up in the '80s, definitely. I would definitely say it's it's worth the rental. Wasn't I mean, this yeah. another one of those '80s movies rated PG? I think it's 13. I, I'd have no. to double Was check. Was it 13? But I, um, <laughs> I could be wrong. But any, I mean, it's definitely, you know, it has its raunch to it, but I think it would be suitable for a teenager for sure. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, most definitely. I, I know of teenagers who, who are watching Rick and Morty nowadays, and that's got some way worse shit in it than Teen Wolf. Does. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not knocking on Rick and Morty. I love Rick and Morty. Pickle Rick's pretty so, fun. But I, I think we all agree it was worth the rental, and I'm, I'm glad I saw it when I was a kid. I'm glad it's not one of those that I you know, saw when I was an adult. Yeah, me too. So, but to, to go to, to, to where Jason is, I, I there is a sequel. Teen Usually Wolf we like two. to talk about, you know, does this movie, would this movie benefit from a remake, which in a sense they've kind of done if you want to talk about the TV show, which Jason is a big fan of. 
Yeah, I love the Teen Wolf series on MTV. It was oh um, really. It was, I've never seen any of that. I mean, they, of course, like most TV shows, uh, there's some bad seasons, and I think it, toward the end, they kind of just ended it abruptly. But it was a great cast uh, in that, uh, like, um, again, the, like perfect casting for Styles in the uh, movie. The Styles character that they uh, cast in the TV show, what was his name? Dylan O'Brien? Was, was that, yeah. Was that? Yeah, I mean, that, that kid's gone on to do other things, and he was great. Like, if you watch that show, nobody could have played Styles in the TV, in the TV show other than that kid. And uh, the Tyler Posey uh, actor that played Scott, was he did a great job, too. I mean, it was a lot different. There was no basketball or nothing like that. They went more just for this. A kid gets bitten. He's not, like – born into it he becomes a werewolf and then it goes on from there and these wild crazy things of monsters and werewolf hunters so it's totally different but they just use some names yeah from the teen wolf uh movie that's basically all that really ties the two together is just the names of the characters so how's two work um yeah, so i did watch i did watch teen wolf 2 it's I, a different kid right it's a different character it is yes. it's jason yes. bateman actually Little yeah i knew that baby. but it's he's not scott jason. yeah he's the yeah. cousin he's his cousin okay I got you. So I, I had never seen it. I, I decided I'd watch it for this so we could touch on it briefly. I think Jason had seen it before. Oh, I've seen it several times. <laughs> I don't think, Jen, Jenny, you hadn't seen it before. I had not. Mm-mm. So it, it is really weird to see Jason Bateman that young. He's and, so little. And you want to talk about ADR. There's some bad <laughs> ADR in that, too. Like, there's some of the things that they did where Jason Bateman is talking, and it is not Jason Bateman talking. Mm-hmm. And you can you can kind of hear that he was... It's like an old Jamaican lady. <laughs> not quite that bad, but no. You... I'm a teen wolf. No, that was not Jamaican. <laughs> I'm going to avoid trying to do. Good idea. Stick to what you're good at. Yeah. But it's boxing yeah. in this movie instead of basketball. Yeah. And uh, Jason Bateman is there on an athletic scholarship, but he wants to be a scientist. He's a science geek. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, so there's another stupid girl in this movie <laughs> where she's smart and pretty and she's just fallen head over heels for Jason Bateman. And he, the second that he becomes a werewolf, just kicks her to the curb like yesterday's trash. And she keeps coming back. Yeah, it's 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 really the same formula. It I is mean, the exact same. But it is. It is. But it is very, it's very boring. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is not a great sequel at all. They, you know, <laughs> obviously they, they knew they weren't going to get Michael J. Fox back for it. But there is a connection to Michael J. Fox because you have Jason Bateman, his sister Justine Bateman was on Family Ties. So you kind of want to, you got to think maybe, you know, that was. You go. Jason Bateman can't be. They're in be, the same circle. Yeah. They can't, he can't be too upset because it got him a job in Hollywood, you know. Yeah. Which yeah. I would love to. I would love to do an interview with Jason Bateman now and be like, so let's talk about Teen Wolf 2. Yeah. <laughs> and, and going back to the makeup, we're talking about in part one where we were being kind of harsh, even though I loved it. Uh, but his makeup in this movie, you can tell it's just like a foam piece they just stuck yeah. on his face. It's not mm-hmm. uh, as he does good not, as he does not make original. an attractive werewolf. No. He, he is no. no Michael J. Fox. Yeah, but wasn't in, in the reason that he actually gets the scholarship because the uh, isn't it the basketball coach is now the boxing coach or it's either they're, they it's know not, that. I don't think it's the same coach, but we have your same coach that is 
not into doing anything because yeah. he only gets paid twenty eight grand a year and they mm. actually he said they say that at the beginning of the movie. This one they just they hammer everything over your head in the second one and it's just not it's not fun. Yeah. Yeah, but um it turns out that the like dean of the school is the one who gave him the athletic scholarship, or is it the boxing coach? It was the dean. Okay, the dean um, gave him the scholarship because he thought he might be a teen wolf and could do for their athletic yeah. program yeah. what Scott mm, Howard did, yeah. you know. Because they definitely reference Scott yeah. in it, and Scott's dad is like... You have yeah, two, he takes him to school. Yeah, you have two things from the first one back in this one. You have Scott's dad, which is the uncle of Jason Bateman, which is kind of weird, just so they could have a connection. Styles is a character in this one, but, but it's not actor. the same actor. And, oh, my God, they should have just not had Styles in the movie yeah, because this dude does guy. not no. live up to it at all. But Chubbs made it. But Chubbs in yeah, it. Yeah, Chubbs is in it. Mm -hmm. So I think if you could say any anybody other than Michael J. Fox was – went on to have a good career it would have been chubb because he's been in a few movies yep. i can't say that for everybody that was in teen wolf no but it's yeah, i mean if i was going to say is it worth the rental i probably would skip it uh yeah i mean i i it's not if you watch the first one you're going to get the same thing out of it and, and, have, more, and have more fun with yeah. the first one yeah so. but i do have one more to add what? There was an animated cartoon of Teen Wolf also. I never saw it. I, I remember that it. being on TV. I think it only aired for like a season or two. I think it was like 1986 or something. There was actually an animated uh, cartoon of Teen Wolf also. Because, I mean, the movie was actually a hit for back then. I mean, even with Back to the Future in the theaters and everything, it was actually a, a hit, a success for everybody involved. So they were just trying to milk more money out of it. So. Sure. And they did that a lot, uh, making cartoons, you know, of yeah. movies yeah. In, in the 80s and 90s. Ghostbusters, for sure. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. MC Hammer. <laughs> John Candy. <laughs> now, surprisingly, I didn't have this in my notes. I don't know if anybody else did. And we completely skipped out on this. Oh, no. Um, oh, but there's the, let's talk about the garage scene. Oh my God! How did we? Did we just blank that out of our minds? I think uh, we did. <laughs> we did. How did that not come up? Uh, um, okay, so we, well, we this got is problematic. The, yeah, well, yeah, we got hung in the whole conversation of him changing into the werewolf and nobody yeah. making a comment about it. But I'm like, yeah. the first person to see him is Styles, and Styles just looks at him like, "Oh, hey, you're a werewolf. Yeah. He should be shitting his out. pants." Yeah, he's free. <laughs> like, and then that actor plays that scene very well. Like, you, he, I, I, I believe he's kind of freaked out in the moment but you know you want to talk about something that doesn't age well and unfortunately this is prime for 80s movies that we're probably going to get into a lot but yeah a lot of the things on the list are gonna yeah. break this rule but but like you know he's like are you gonna tell me you're a fag like it doesn't go over too well no. nowadays i'm not a fag i'm a werewolf yeah is what he is his response to that oh boy because you know yeah. i mean they don't I'm obviously the word is insensitive and, yeah. and yeah. you know, people don't talk like that now. Um, but it doesn't seem like they're like it. I don't get the feeling that styles would have a problem if he was gay. Right. No, it's his best friend. Yeah. Like he doesn't, I, I don't, it doesn't feel judgmental. He just asks him if that's just the word he uses. So well, I, I don't know that the movie's being insensitive other than just a, a word that has 
you know has gone out of style at this point yeah uh you know obviously not a, not a nice term to use yeah. but yeah because he even says there you know like hey if that's what you're going to tell me i don't know if i can handle it right now but he's not saying i couldn't handle it he's just not right now <laughs> but that's the good thing you know styles is like hey if you are i'm cool but not right now i'm looking for this stash and i really need to get my buzz on here yeah <laughs> but i i don't get the feeling that styles is uh, would have any kind of no he, he would be very that. accepting he's a very accepting young man yeah. you know i mean look at those pants he's very bright colored person <laughs> oh but yeah i just i, I kind of wanted to touch on it a little bit because it does yeah it does I, feel a little out of place nowadays but yep. you know again we we have to think about it was different times i mean you know, you think about Blazing Saddles nowadays, which we could get into in the future, but that one's uncomfortable to watch for oh, me yeah. nowadays. Yeah, there are some movies like that now. So, but uh, that's all I really got on Teen Wolf, unless anybody else has got anything else, any notes that we didn't get to? or No, we had everything for me, oh, I think. But on the outro, we, I, we really need to take some of the coach's advice for everybody listening out there. Remember this, because remember, the, he's, he's like – a saint. I mean, you follow what the coach says, but his three rules, remember in the end, is always get 12 hours of sleep, never play cards with the guy with the first name of a city, and never date a woman with a dagger on her body. A tattoo rules of a to, dagger. Oh, yeah, yeah, a tattoo of a dagger. On, I mean, rules to live by in life, and I think people <laughs> take that to heart. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Get some sleep. You know, good rules. I mean, if a guy's got the name of a city, he's probably can play some cards really well. And you know, women with daggers on their bodies, it's probably not going to turn out too well. So, what you got, Portland? <laughs> I don't know, Dallas. What you got? Exactly. <laughs> so, I love. Yeah, the, I, I. They. They. The that's another great. thing in the sequel is they try to play the coach the same way, and it's the, it's a different actor. The jokes don't hit. He's very just bleh. I would I would have loved that could have made that movie a little bit better if they could have got him in there throwing his things because they do actually try to do more with the coach in the second movie mm-hmm. and it would have been better if they would have got the same actor I think yeah coachisms but and and, and as far as the ugly duckling <laughs> thing goes like you were talking about with Boof earlier Eric they they do that a little bit more with the with the female yeah in, yeah in the second one she's very prim and proper she's got the glasses she's kind of nerdy looking but yeah you know you look at her and you go this girl. Is not bad looking at all. She's pretty. No, yeah. just, definitely they're not. They're just making her look dowdy. Yeah. yeah. And I am and I know Eric hasn't seen this movie, but just uh, letting you know, since we're both uh, sports fans, it's like he's on this boxing scholarship, and now that he's winning, the dean is buying him, like, Corvettes and everything. You know this school would be under investigation. Yeah. Yes, that's an incident. who has no movie driving around in a Corvette, <laughs> and he's getting he's got, like, a Rolex on and a nice purple suit. Well, I, I, everyone okay. does it anyway. I mean, that's you know, true. all the Alabama guys yeah. drive uh, Dodge Miami. Chargers somehow. <laughs> everyone on the team drives a Dodge Charger. No one knows why. So, Brand new uh, Dodge Charger. Enough sports ball. Josh is uh, not a fan. Well... <laughs> Well, that, I mean, that was a big thing about this movie is the, the basketball that was in it did entertain me. I mean, yeah. I, I can watch basketball and football and be entertained. I'm just not a, a a nut about it. You know, I have no idea who coaches and players are. I can just watch the game and enjoy it, but I'm not one to get really into into sports. Right. So, but um, just give me a good football movie. And that's all, all, the sports all day. I need. We're, we we, we can, can talk some football movies on. We the will. We should sure. we should do a whole evening of uh yeah, sports movies like remember the Titans and stuff like that. Necessary so. roughness. Remember that one? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scott, Scott Bakula and Sinbad and Sinbad. Yeah, Sinbad. The Replacements is another oh, good one. Ah, yeah. Waterboy, of course. Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. Rudy. Gotta have Rudy. Well, so. that would fit in our time frame. All right. Well, I mean, as far as the, I mean, as far as reminiscing about Teen Wolf, that about does it. So we, um, we did release our first podcast out to the world. Um, actually, this past past Friday when we're recording this and gotten some pretty good response on it. So we're definitely happy to be doing another one and keeping it going for everybody out there. And I did get some feedback that they really did like our staff picks in the first episode. So that's definitely something that we're going to keep running Yay. with. So it's time for staff picks. Staff picks. Staff picks. Staff picks. picks. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and start this week's. Um, I want to go ahead and, and give a shout out. And my staff pick is um, a podcast that I've been listening to lately. A good friend of mine does it with a friend of his. It's called Two Drinks and a Haunting. It's uh, my friend Nathan and his friend Victoria, and it's exactly what it sounds like. The premise is they have a few drinks, and they go back and talk about news articles and things from the past or present about hauntings or or weird paranormal stuff, murders, and to listen to them have a few drinks and talk about it is a great, great time. I've I've caught myself laughing out loud a few times listening to these guys. So Nathan is definitely a character for sure. And, and, and that is a good segue into, into our, our next week. Um, Nathan is actually going to be on, on the podcast next week. So uh, I wanted to give him a shout out for his podcast this week and I have been listening to it and enjoying it, but he will be sitting in with us next week when we do the movie that I will announce after everybody else is done with their staff picks. So we will have our first guest next week as well. So Jenny. Very exciting. Jenny, Yay, what's your Nathan. staff pick of the week? My staff pick is Animal Crossing. Uh, I'm not a video game person, but this has like saved me in quarantine. Um, I told her she was leading a double life now. I am because you know what? In animal and, and your Animal Crossing life is better. It is. Like my house is paid off in Animal Crossing and I got ten million bells in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish yeah, I wish I had ten million in the bank. That'd be real nice. Uh, but uh, it's just with everything that's insane out there, somehow being on your own private island with a group of animals who are your friends and your only job is to make the island better for them and catch bugs and fish and (laughs) shoot balloons out of the sky i mean it's not a bad life and uh it really uh has calmed me in these times that we're having so I would recommend it to anyone, even if you're not a video game player, because I definitely wasn't, and this is still the only video game I play, and I'm very happy with it. That's awesome. Oh, let's see. Um, like Josh, I'm going to give a shout out to a friend, of, uh, friend of mine, and every and a friend of the show, uh, uh, Davina Rush. Uh, she is a author and an artist who wrote a few books you can find them on amazon.com but right now she has a new book out called haunted dolls it's in a coloring book but it, it goes fine <laughs> right up jenny's i actually no. have a copy coming to no, you right you. now i'm just, I'm no, just kidding <laughs> but it is literally uh she took it's uh, under your chair jenny <laughs> it's actually under your chair she's uh, looking under her chair as we speak <laughs> but she went through and researched all the haunted doll stories of like the United States and around the world and drew 
actual pictures and gave stories about these dolls. So you can actually go in as an adult or a Sounds child fun. if yeah. you're into haunted dolls and color them and everything. I mean, you have the Annabelle doll and uh, a few of the other, you know, no, more known and lesser known things. So it's actually you can learn something if you're into that paranormal thing. And she also has another book called Classic Horror where she does the old classic horror movie stuff like uh, the, the Mummy and Count Dracula and Frank. Frankenstein's monster, but they're coloring books, so they're good for children or adults. But That's yeah, cool. you, you can find her information on DavinaRush.com and buy her books on Amazon.com. I'd definitely give it a try if you just there want you something to do. Wait, you know, kill a couple hours coloring some cool monsters. So awesome, Eric. Sounds what good. you got? Well, you know, I I didn't i i want to I want to recommend the Film Junk podcast, which. Go. Obviously, uh, is a is a pretty well known movie podcast. I think I don't know where they stand in the in the the whole thing. Maybe it's too popular of a thing to to shout out on our little thing here. But I've been listening to those guys for probably I mean over ten years. It's my, been my most consistent favorite podcast, and they just they talk about movies and uh, nice Canadian boys. Yeah, it's yeah. they're great. So. Um, Recommend that. And then I'm also going to recommend uh, Annie Chun's <laughs> Roasted Seaweed Snacks. I'm going to give a little crinkle for the audio it's here. ASMR. ASMR. <laughs> Just eat the snacks. <laughs> They're seaweed. <laughs> and uh, these are wasabi flavor. They're oh, delicious. They, like, they're, you're not... they are like little flat dried sheets of seaweed i'm gonna put this down so it stops crinkling and and they're good they are delicious and you can sit and eat the whole pack and it's like eating air it's like it it just it's almost like it just falls apart in your mouth it's delicious it's a delicious treat okay well i can't say much for this and i'm, I'm not getting paid for that <laughs> i can't say much for the seaweed but i can second the film junk podcast those guys are are a blast to listen to and sometimes they drive me nuts but I, I still listen to them regularly. Um, they're a great, great little podcast to listen to if you like movies. They they review current stuff, and they'll do their background episodes and uh, review older movies and whatnot. But, yeah, I, I can second that for sure. But, yeah, I mean, I think that'll do it for episode number two of the VHS Files podcast. Um, right. So we're going to... What do we got next week, Josh? Next week we are going to be talking a true, true classic... Um, Drum roll. <laughs> um, who are you gonna call? We're gonna be talking Ghostbusters next Ghostbusters! week. Ghostbusters. Yes. If there if there is a movie I can talk about for for a very long time, it's definitely Ghostbusters. It has I can't wait. So, so many excited. childhood memories behind the, it for me. So the first four hour episode of uh, the VHS Files, <laughs> and it, it, it's one of those movies that resonates with a lot of people. And again, like I said, our our friend Nathan from the two drinks and a haunting podcast will be on with us next week. He actually requested a seat on the panel for this one because he's got plenty to say about ghostbusters and was very excited when I told him we were doing it. So, um, again, check out two drinks and a haunting podcast, wherever you find podcasts, you can find them. Same with us. Now you can find us wherever you get your podcast or at least the main, at this point, the, the top two were up there. We're still working on the others, but we will be wherever you can get your podcast from any, any sort of platform. We'll be on Google and everything pretty soon. But you can get us on Apple. You can get us on Spotify. 
and um, we're really happy to be doing this for everybody and we love the feedback we've been getting so we're going to continue to do it for you guys as best we can absolutely so we're having a blast doing this so that'll be it for us for this week we'll be back next week with ghostbusters and we're going to leave you with what we leave you with at the end of every show be kind rewind bye later goodbye it's over You've been listening to the VHS Files podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and drop us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. Email us your comments, questions, and movie suggestions at the.vhsfiles at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at VHS Files Podcast. On Instagram at vhs.files. On Twitter at vhs underscore files. And head over to our YouTube channel at the VHS Files Podcast for more content. Thanks for listening. That was good. Did you guys feel good about that? She fell asleep. Oh, sorry I had to run out on you guys.